So we're starting a new message series this week. We just finished one up last week called Home. If you missed any of those, I encourage you to go back onto our website or on our Facebook or our YouTube page and watch those. Not because it was us doing it, but just because the information will help your marriage. Uh, it will help your home life because uh, it's all from Scripture. We're starting a new one this week, and this is called Travel Light. How many of you overpack when you travel? Anybody? I'm one of those, I want to be prepared for like everything, you know, rain, snow, whatever it is, I want to be prepared. So my wife's like, why are you bringing so much stuff? Uh, and you know, a lot of us do that in life. We carry a lot of stuff that we really don't need to carry. And so we're going to show a little video clip here that's going to kind of introduce the message series this week. our church they're very generous they're the ones that do the uversion bible app and when they get done with the series they make all their stuff available to other churches to use so we took some ideas from them this week that's where we got the video and the artwork so i want to thank them for that so we're going to talk about getting rid of baggage in our lives as we enter the christmas season and so we're going to talk about letting go of distractions we're going to talk about letting go of bitterness letting go of control letting go of our past in this series. Today we're going to talk about letting go of stuff. <laughs> it's a Black Friday weekend, so you know what that means. People shop, right? People spend truckloads of money on this. Now, I used to work retail for a long time. Uh, when I was in college and high school, I worked retail. And Black Friday weekend is a weekend they call it Black Friday because that's when stores finally go into the black for the year. That's when they finally start making a profit for the year, typically. And I remember I would literally, I worked electronics, I would literally hide behind the counter, like get down behind the counter when they opened the doors because people would come shoving each other and they come running down, especially I hate Pokemon because I worked in electronics. Every time a new Pokemon game came out, people were piled up pushing each other trying to get that game and they would cuss me out and yell at me if we didn't have it. So I don't like those little monsters anymore uh, because of that. But this message really hit me because I'm one of those people that hold on to stuff. My wife is a great about getting rid of things. Uh, I hold on because I'm always that guy that says, I might what? I might need it one of these days. I don't know what it went to, but I might need it one of these days, right? Uh, I've got stuff in my garage, and she's like, what is? I don't know, but I might need it, right? And especially those of us that grew up without a lot of money, we're, we're like that, right? We hold on to stuff. And so this message really hit me hard. So we're going to talk about getting rid of things. And how many of you know, especially in America, we have this mentality, if one of something is good, then two of something is even better, right? And a dozen's way better. You know, if one motorcycle's good, two's better. You know, my wife still hasn't got on board with that yet, but we'll get her there one of these days. So, you know, we have this mentality. But you know what? Sometimes having too much stuff can actually become a liability. Having too much stuff can actually affect our quality of life. 
King Solomon, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, wrote this. Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes as he was getting to the end of his life. Now, Solomon was richer than we could even fathom. and We can't even imagine the resources this guy had. He had more stuff than you can even imagine. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, in verse 6, he says this, Better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. Now you think, what in the world does that mean? Hard work's a good thing, right? We agree, hard work's good. Solomon was saying it's better to have a little bit and have peace than have a bunch and be constantly chasing after something you can't attain. It's better to have a little bit and be peaceful than to have a whole bunch and be working 90 hours a week to try to pay for it. It's better to have a little bit than to have a whole bunch of stuff and hope that stuff is going to fill a void in your life, is what he was saying. So how do we get rid of some stuff in our lives? How do we get rid of things that might be holding us back from having real peace in our lives? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to get rid of some things, some stuff. Why are you saying that? (laughs) Pastor, you're getting in my business now. You know, and guys, I tell you what, this message, writing this message roughed me up more than any message probably in a long time. And I actually threw some stuff away this weekend because of that. (laughs) So Amy's like, why are you getting rid of that? I was like, don't ask. I'm just getting rid of it. We're getting, so we need to get rid of some stuff because sometimes stuff holds us back from the life that Jesus has for us. Why do you say that? Well, we have to understand that our lives do not consist of what we have. Our lives do not consist of what we owned. Or what we own. Where are you getting that, Pastor? Well, I actually came from Jesus in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Jesus said this. He said to everyone, beware. Now pause. When Jesus says beware, what does it mean? <laughs> Look at what I'm about to say to you. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Beware. Guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Jesus said that. Beware of every kind of greed because your life does not consist of how much stuff you have in your garage. Now, I'm amazed. I'm a garage guy. Uh, I love having a garage to pull my vehicles in. I actually size my vehicles by whether or not they'll fit in my garage. If the truck's too big, it doesn't go in. I don't get it (laughs) because I'm a big believer in getting my stuff in my garage. I know people who have garages who can't get their stuff in their garage because there's too much stuff in their garage, right? Now, if you have multiple vehicles, I understand that. My neighbor's got, I didn't know it. He always parked outside. I'm like, why is the guy not parking his garage? Well, he's got like a 67 Mustang in there. I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's a good reason to park outside, right? But so sometimes we don't, we have just too much stuff. So we have to understand that our lives do not consist of what we have. It is so easy to get caught up in hoarding things and thinking those things are going to make us happy when really those things are just, things. They're just stuff. And sometimes that stuff gets in the way of real life. So we have to analyze the hold our stuff has over us. We have to analyze the hold that our stuff has over us. We have to make sure that our stuff is not really having us. Now, please understand, guys, I'm not saying you shouldn't have nice stuff. I I love nice things. I love nice stuff. I love technology. I love all that good stuff. It's not wrong to have stuff. It's not wrong to have nice stuff. What's wrong is when that stuff has a hold on us. 
when we work more hours than we need to, to to have nicer stuff when we could do with less, right? When we give up time with our families to have stuff. So we have to make sure the stuff's not having a hold on us. You remember in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus was walking down the road and a young man came to him and said, hey, what must I do to have eternal life? And in verse 20, or 19, Jesus says, we need to obey the commandments. And the guy says, well, I've done that. I've obeyed all these commandments. What else must I do? Jesus says, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had what? Many possessions. He had a lot of stuff. Now, Jesus isn't saying to all of you, go sell all your stuff. He's saying, don't let your stuff have control over you. Don't allow your stuff to dictate your life. So are we, and here's the thing, guys, are we getting more stuff that doesn't really matter in the long run and forsaking the stuff that really does matter? Are we getting more stuff and forgetting about our families? Are we getting more stuff and forgetting about our relationship with God? Are we getting more stuff and missing church because we're playing with our stuff? (laughs) I talk to pastors whose attendance goes down by over half during the summer because everybody's at the lake every weekend, uh, you know, and they're just like, that boat is killing me. <laughs> and so are we allowing stuff to hold us? Listen to this. The AARP wrote an article back in 2018, and I was just amazed by this. They said Americans spend $37.5 billion a year on storage units. 37.5 B, B billion dollars on storage units to hold stuff that won't fit in their houses. That average is $90 a month in storage fees for stuff. Now, I understand sometimes you got to have a storage unit because, you know, your boat won't fit at your house or whatever that is. That's cool. But they said if you really analyze what's in those storage units, a lot of it is just junk <laughs> that won't fit in your house, but you won't let go of it. And they said that Think about what you could do with that $90 a month that you're spending on a storage unit to get rid of stuff. Just a thought. That's a very American thing. Um, And so we have to analyze. Does stuff really have a hold on me? And if it does, we have to break the hold that things have on us. Break that hold that stuff has on us. So... Like I said earlier, I'm one of those people, I can't get rid of it because I might need it someday. Uh, You know, I I don't know what this part goes to, but, you know, it's probably something I have and I need it, right? So Craig Rochelle, who's a a pastor that I read a lot, he said there are two things that, two reasons people won't throw stuff away. One of it is fear. One of those things is fear, oh, I might need it someday. And he said this, and it really convicted me. He said, if I'm afraid to get rid of something because I might need it someday, but I haven't used it for years, he said, it's probably a lack of faith on my part because I don't believe God will provide for me to get it when I need it. And that's why I threw a bunch of stuff away this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ow, man, why do you have to do that? So he said, we have to trust God enough to take care of our futures. Now, I'm not saying be wasteful. I'm not saying that at all. You know, I've got a whole box full of screws on my workbench organizing little drawers that I may never, ever use. Now, I have pulled one out, and it fits something I needed. And I was like, yes, see? This is why I keep it, right? <laughs> this is why I have this bottle of screws up here. Uh, but 
So don't allow fear to make you hoard stuff. And then sometimes it's sentimental. Sometimes it's sentimental reasons. Well, this is my kid's first grade picture. I mean, not their picture, but a picture they drew in first grade. You know, this is, this is something my kid broke in first grade. And, you know, it's like we hold on to things for sentimental reasons. And, you know, what we need to do is just say, Lord, thank you that I had this. Thank you that it brings back these memories. But sometimes we just got to get rid of some of it. Keep some, throw some away. Uh, you know, I'm a firefighter. You know what we call a bunch of stuff stored in a house? <laughs> Fire load. It burns faster with all this stuff in it. So, uh, and another thing that article said, the ARP article said, is that people could actually free up 20% of their living space if they got rid of junk they didn't use. 20%. You know, as Americans are always buying bigger houses, they said you could actually have less house <laughs> if you get rid of more junk. You know, you could have more space to live in. So, just a thought. So, so, we have to get rid of some stuff because sometimes that stuff has a hold on us. Solomon said it's better to have little and peace than a bunch with unrest in our hearts. And sometimes that stuff keeps us from being able to serve God the way we want to because we're holding on to all this stuff, right? And then we have to choose to live with less. We need to choose to live with less. When I go out and I want to buy something new, I need to ask myself, why? Why do I want to buy this thing? Why? Uh, I'm reading a new book by Andy Stanley called um, Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. <laughs> and one of the questions he says to ask yourself is, it's called the integrity question. Why am I doing this? And so he said, when you go to buy something, you need to ask yourself why you want to buy that thing. And he said, ask yourself twice because we lie to ourselves. <laughs> no, really, why are you buying this? Is it to be better to have more than your neighbor? Is it to fill some void? And, and there's actually a, an article that said 62% of people admit to buying stuff to make themselves happier. They're buying stuff to try to fill a void in their hearts. And they just doesn't work. Now, again, please hear me. I'm not saying it's wrong to buy stuff. I'm not saying it's wrong to get things. It's wrong to try to get things to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. Or it's wrong to get things to try to fill a void that only Jesus can fill. It's wrong to allow things to control us. So Psalm 119, 36 and 37, King David said, Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than a love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. So he says... David was getting to the point, he says, I want to love you more than I love stuff. I want to love you more than I love this. And I know I've always been challenged. When I go on a missions trip overseas, I see how little people live with, and they're happy. They're completely content. And then I come back, and I'm trying to fit another shirt in my closet, and I'm thinking, why? <laughs> right? And so we need to get to the point where we love God more than we love our stuff. So we can say we want God more than that. And here's the biggest thing. If you get anything else out of today, I want you to please hear this. If you're watching online, focus for a second here. We have to choose experiences over things. We have to learn to choose experiences over things. And this is especially true if you have kids in your home. If you go and you ask your kids... What are some of your favorite memories growing up? I can almost guarantee you they'll never say when you brought home the newer car 
when you bought the bigger house, their best memories are going to be things you did, stuff you did. And it was kind of fun. I, I totally didn't do this to do this, but uh, we were watching a movie at home the other day, and the movie was over, and uh, my little Apple TV has all my pictures from my phones on there. And so we were just going through, you know, it, it pulls up, you know, here's pictures of Josiah, here's pictures of Michaela, your kids, here's pictures together. We're just flipping through old pictures. We did this for 45 minutes. We just flipped through old pictures on the TV, and the kid's like, oh, remember when we did this? Oh, remember when we did that? And I was shocked, because they were just pulling all these old memories. Not one of them had to do with any stuff. Every one of those memories had to do with something we did together. Hey guys, I know a lot of you have been experiencing different things this year, you know, uh, because of the quarantining and because of being stuck at home and stay-at-home orders and all that stuff. And a lot of you have been spending a lot more time at home than you have been normally. And so you've seen this in action. You've seen some of the best times you've had this year haven't been when you went out and bought something because you couldn't. <laughs> and Amazon was slow getting stuff. So you were actually at home more with your family and you did more things together. I can tell you, one of my very favorite memories from this summer was as restrictions started to ease a little bit, restaurants were doing takeout. And so we were trying to you know, support some of the local restaurants. So I remember my family and I, one day, we went out and we got takeout and we sat in the back of my pickup across from the lake and just sat and ate in the back of my truck and watched cars go by and watched people do things. And then we drove around and just explored country roads that we hadn't been on before. We had a blast. And it cost us like $30 to buy meals for all four of us. It was experiences. And so guys, I, I'm challenging you get to the point where we choose experiences over stuff. That might mean having a less newer car or less newer vehicle and saving some of that money to do things together. It might mean, yeah, we don't need to buy the bigger house. Let's just get rid of some stuff and let's keep some margin in our finances to do things together. So, so I challenge you, this afternoon, sit down with your family while you're eating and just say, hey, what are some of your favorite memories? Text your kids. Hey, what are some favorite things you did with us? What are some best? And just go through some of those memories and understand that God puts us together with our families for a certain amount of time, and then they're out of the house. You have time with your grandkids for so long, and they're out of the house. And so understand we have to choose those things. And so here's the big idea. Less stuff translates to less debt, right? Less debt means more money to do things together. And so here's what I'm saying, guys. Sometimes we have to choose to do less stuff, less expensive stuff, and more time together with our family, more time together with our spouse, more time together to do things. So it's just a thought. And that's what King Solomon was saying. It's better to have one handful with peace than two handfuls with all the hard work and chasing after the wind. Jesus says our life doesn't consist of the stuff that we have. So, understand, and guys, I'm preaching this to myself, right? They announced a new video game system coming out, and I was like, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then every commercial, like, oh, nope, I'm fine, I'm fine, right? So, we need to learn to get rid of some stuff up some margin. We need to learn to live a little bit less so we can do more with our families. And then if we want to get rid of the hold things have on us, 
we need to learn to give more give more be more generous so we have to learn contentment and that's a dirty word i know contentment what is contentment it's learning to be happy with what you have first timothy chapter 6 verses 6 and 7 and then in verse 17 it says this true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth true godliness following god with all our hearts with contentment is itself great wealth after all we brought nothing with us into this world when we came in and we can't take anything with us when we leave so we have enough food and clothing let us be content let us be content that means we have to learn the difference between a want and a need there's a guy in our church named don maston he's out doing security in the foyer uh, he taught me something years ago that stuck with me to this day, and I don't even think he knew it when he did it. But he told me you have to learn to hold on to things loosely. He says sometimes God's going to tell you to get rid of something, to give something away. And that stuck with me all these years uh, because I'm one of those people, no, this is mine. You can't have it, you know, just like a preschooler. Mine, 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 mine. <laughs> and God's really had to help me learn how to let go of some things, release some things. You know, your kids get a certain age, they start wearing your clothes and borrowing your stuff, and no, no, this is mine. No, it's fine. You can have it. You can take it, right? I'm teasing because my son wears the same size clothes I do now. We get stuff mixed up. We have to learn contentment, and then we have to learn generosity. We have to learn generosity. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 and 19, it'll be here on the screen as well. It says, teach those who are, in this, who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money which is so unreliable their trust should be in god who really gives us all we need for our what is that word enjoyment so god is not saying stuff is bad he gives us what we need for our enjoyment but he says don't trust in money tell them to use their money to do good they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need always being ready to share with others by doing this, they'll be storing up treasures as a good foundation for the future so they can experience true life. Wow. Paul is telling young Timothy, who's a pastor, teach people who are rich to be generous with what they have. Now, I know every one of you in this room is saying, well, that's not me. I'm not rich. Ha! Why are you saying that? How many of you have a vehicle at your home? If you have a vehicle, you're in the top 7% of the richest people on the planet. Top 7% of the richest people on the planet. 93% of people in this world don't have a vehicle in their driveway. If you have two vehicles, you're way up there. If you have more than two, sorry, you are elite rich. If you have an option to eat three meals a day, you're in the top 40% of the richest people in the world. 60% of the people in the world don't have the option to eat three meals a day. Guys, we are rich. We are incredibly, incredibly blessed. So we have to understand, Paul is talking to us in this verse. If you have a car, if you can eat three meals a day, you're rich. You're incredibly blessed, so you need to learn to be generous. We need to learn to be generous we need to learn to use what we have to do good because god has given us that for a reason so 
learn to do good. It's our responsibility to take what we've been given and learn to be generous with it. And I know some of you are generous by nature. Some of us have to learn to be generous. It's not built into our systems. We have to learn that. My wife is super generous. She teaches me all the time how to be generous. She's always telling me, hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's help. Well, that's a great idea. <laughs> Didn't come to me. It came to her. She's that way. So learn to be generous. Learn generosity because when God gives you and you give away, guess what? He gives more. Jesus said that give and it'll be given back to you. Shaking down, pressed together, and running over because we use it. So when we learn to be generous, when we show God that we can be generous with what we have, he trusts us with more. I know people, I've read books where people have actually given away homes. God challenged them, they gave away their house and moved into a smaller one. They've given away vehicles. So learn to be generous and God will bless us. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up this morning. And we're going to pray this morning. So if you are physically able, would you stand? And I know this is just evil to preach this on Black Friday weekend. I know this is tough. <laughs> it's a weekend of shopping bliss for some. It's a weekend of nightmares for others, I know. But Solomon is telling us it's better to have a little and have peace than have a whole bunch and be chasing after stuff that will never fulfill us. So, Father, I just pray this morning as we come together at the close of this message. Lord, you've spoken to us so many times in your word about money and about not allowing money, not allowing things to have a hold on us, but to trust in you and to lay up treasures in heaven where fires can't damage, where people can't steal where they don't break down and depreciate and all those things. And so, Lord, help us to learn to be content, to learn to be generous, to learn to trust in you to be our provider. And some of you may be here today, you may be saying, you know, Pastor Rex, I don't have this relationship with Christ that you're talking about. I've never asked Christ to forgive my sins. I've never started a relationship with him. And I want to do that today. I want to start a relationship with Christ I'm going to ask you to say a prayer with us. We're all going to repeat this together. Ms. Kathleen will interpret it into Spanish, so our Spanish congregation can say it with us as well. And this is just you talking to the Lord. So if you're here today, if you're sitting at home watching online, if you're in your car listening to it or your work listening, it's going to challenge you. If you've never made this commitment to Christ, I'm going to ask you to say this prayer with us. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for giving your life for me so I could be forgiven so I could have life in you and I admit that I've made mistakes I've sinned please forgive me for that come into my life and make me new help me to live for you every day of my life in Jesus name Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says that Christ makes you a brand new person. All the old stuff is gone, and you are a brand new person. That's an amazing thing. If you did that, come talk to me. Come talk to my wife. Come talk to one of these on the platform. Message us. We'd love to talk with you about that. And you can open your eyes. We're going we're gonna to pray together.
If you're here this morning and say, you know what, Pastor, I need to be better at getting rid of some stuff. I have stuff in my house that's taking over. Uh, maybe there's stuff that's just holding on to me, and I'm just, I won't let go of it. And I want to do that. I want to live with less and peace than more and chasing. If that's you, would you slip your hand up? I just need to pray about getting rid of some stuff. <laughs> Mine are up, right? If you're here today and you say, you know what? I want to learn to live with a little bit less so I can give more. I want to have more experiences. I want to be able to be more generous. If that's you, just slip your hand up. We're going to pray together this morning. So Father, I pray for all those that raise their hand. Maybe some of us need to learn to get rid of some things to break the hold that things have on us. Help us to do that today. We don't want to be controlled by stuff. We want to live for you with all our hearts. Lord, there's some of us here today that, that need to learn to live a little bit less so we can give more. Help us to be generous. Help us to have more experiences and less stuff. Because memories we can carry with us. Stuff disappears. Lord, help us to learn to be a generous people. Because you've given us so much, and we thank you for that. Help us to be more generous and to share your love everywhere that we go. In Jesus' name, amen.